for the vacationing John Gambadoro here on the Burns Gambo Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. And we are live from Gila River Casino's Wild Horse Pass in the East Valley, and we are at the home of the Arizona Coyotes Draft Party. And uh, it's going to kick off what is going to be a potentially organizationally shaping 48 hours for the Coyotes. Seven picks out of the first 45, three in the first round today alone. And joining us right now, live from the draft party, the voice of the Coyotes from Valley Sports Arizona, Matt McConnell, joining us here on the Burns and Gamble Show. Matt, welcome to the show. Dave Kellen, good to have you here. Happy draft day to you. Oh, happy draft day. And uh, what, it's about 106 out, perfect hockey weather. <laughs> Let's get this thing going, right? It's very oh comfortable goodness. in here, though. Very, very comfortable yeah, in here. Yeah, it is. And it's open to the public. Anybody wants to come down and watch the draft, they certainly can. From your perspective, let's let's look at it from the, pardon the cliche, kind of the, the view from 30,000 feet here. Yeah. I mean, you've got this many draft picks. It's an unprecedented number. We don't expect every single one of them to hit. We don't even know if the Coyotes are going to use every single right. one of them. Yep. They can package and move around, move up, move down. From your perspective, doing this as long as you have, how much can a night like tonight change an organization? It can completely change an organization. Organization. You know, if, if you if you go into the guide and record book that the NHL puts out every year, guys, and you look back at the draft history of every team, it tells us when you're drafting 18-year-olds 18 18 that if you hit on one player, that's a pretty good draft. If you hit on two players in the same draft, uh, kind of like Keller and Chikrin, you know, from a few years back, that's an unbelievable draft. Three or more is almost unheard of. So now the Coyotes have three picks on the top. You know, in, in the first round, they're picking at three. They've got options. You know, here's the other thing. Do they try to acquire another pick? Do they maybe package those lower picks to move up for a, a, another pick in the mid-range to go along with number three? This thing could go so many ways, but, but I agree with you, Dave. Your assessment is accurate. This could completely change the trajectory or the uh, trajectory. I can't talk because I haven't talked in a while. Um, <laughs> you are excused. The trajectory of the franchise in a heartbeat. Now, keep in mind, these kids are 18. Um, just give you an example. If they take the Logan Cooley kid tonight, we're not going to see him for a while because he's off to the University of Minnesota in the fall. That happens. But... You know, Bill Armstrong wants to stock prospects on top of prospects like he has done with his draft picks. And, you know, I thought Don Maloney, considering what he had to work with back in the day, when, you know, my first days here when the when the league was running the show, I thought Don Maloney and, and Brad Tree Living did an unbelievable job. But I can honestly sit here today and say that I've never been more um, uh, I, I've never been more pro hockey ops right now uh, than what I am with this group led by Bill Armstrong. I mean, your director of player personnel basically built the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he's here with us now. So I, I think they're in a really good spot. Yeah, those Lightning teams especially. Oh my goodness, what they've been able to achieve. Could have been three in a row for them. When you look at the draft picks tonight, obviously the most important one is is at number three, Matt. And just with you brought up Logan Cooley, but just the significance of having a top three, a top five pick in an NHL draft. Like ideally, Coyotes fans listening, of course, going back to Lottery Nick, would have preferred one or two. But mm-hmm. three is still a high, high quality. And the level of skill we're talking about from there, we, we've seen Strom, we've seen tourists, tourists come in in the past. But just what do you kind of expect from a number three overall pick when we talk about it that broadly and just looking at the type of talent that they could be bringing in a number three pick is going to play yeah i mean if you look at the odds and you look at the numbers and the, st- the statistics a number three 
player should have an impact in your lineup. Okay, so what do we know about the general manager, Bill Armstrong? We know that Bill loves big players. He loves physical players. And when Bill is evaluating talent, one of the things that he tells us all the time, and I know you're going to have Bob Heathouse on in a little bit, uh, and he'll vouch for this, is Bill likes to see progression in a player. He likes to see players taking a step year, year to year to year. And that's a big key. The other thing we know about Bill is Bill says the hockey IQ's got to be off the charts. Um, I've, had a, I've been around a lot of guys where it's more like, oh, you know, can, can, how are the hands in that? With Bill, it's hockey IQ. So, so we know some of the attributes that looking for, and I think whoever they get at three is going to be a great player. Now, we don't know what Montreal is going to do. Are they going to take Shane Wright? Are they going to maybe go for the big kid, the Slavkovsky kid, you know, and, and kind of upturn the draft? Who knows? But but of those three players, we know as it stands right now, Coyotes are going to get a great player. Yeah, uh, We're talking with Matt McConnell. He's the broadcaster of Valley Sports Arizona for the Coyotes. Joining us live from the Coyotes draft party. From, your, from all the years that you've been doing this, best guess, is it reasonable for a team to have seven of the first 45 picks and not make some sort of move? I mean, I know it's it's an unreasonable question because it's unprecedented. No team's had that many in the top 45. It almost feels like they've almost, not that they have to make a move, but they've got such wealth to be able to make a move. I almost feel like we should expect it at this point. Agree, disagree, or... Dave, I, I kind of agree with that. I, it, it, the bottom line is they have options, right? Yeah. So, so you know, it, it, the other thing that Bill has done in the last year is he's really kind of started to create this ladder of picks, right? So, so a year ago it was a dearth of picks, right? We, we had we had no, you know, we, we, the combine thing with the previous regime and the, you lost the picks, and right. we didn't even know if there were going to be more than maybe one pick in the first three rounds. And what Bill has done is he's restocked the cupboard. But what he's also done is it's not just for 2022 if you look into if you go to capfriendly.com and you look at the numbers you start to see some additional picks in 23 in 24 and so uh, you know that's been a that's been a goal of the organization to to really kind of stockpile as the years go by so who knows i mean does uh you know does a number one pick get you a number one next year and maybe a sweetener and another pick i think they're open to it all i i think the big thing going into tonight since shane wright's no longer really the the consistent Census number one. I think it's going to be a crazy night. I really, you know, we've already seen a couple of trades today. Alex DeBrinket went to Ottawa. That was a big deal. And uh, Darcy Kemper, the former Coyote goaltender, is not going back to Colorado. He's going to test free agency. So I, yeah, I, I, I think we're going to. I, 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 who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, it just, it just, and it, it, it just seems that the opportunity to package, you know, say your yep. your your middle first round pick and one of your seconds because a guy is starting to fall down the board and you've got an opportunity. To go up and get another guy that you really, really like. I, I just with that kind of ammunition, I, I, it just seems very unlikely to me that it's just going to go by the numbers and it's going to be okay. This pick, it's their turn. They take a player. This pick, it's their turn. They take a player. It just it feels like one of those kind of package deals. Yeah, it's funny that we just brought up this and, and Matt, you were talking about that because my number one headline, like kind of prepping for today, looking to kind of is the future of Jacob Chikrin. And, and right. to me, is it 
it, it seems unthinkable that a, a defenseman of his talent that we've seen for the last two years, especially him, take big steps and become one of the better ones in the NHL, with three years of control left on him at 24 years old, just seems like he's going to be here for the next decade, you would think. But the Coyotes are in this flexible spot, and we've seen Bill Armstrong for the right price. I mean, one of those first-round picks today he got for Christian Dvorak. I love Christian Dvorak. He's a good hockey player, but you get a first-round pick offered for him. you right. got to reconsider. And that's why I think we've heard Chikrin's name and rumors so much over the next, I mean, what's it been, Matt? Like two years? What do you think of his future, and how do you weigh the pros and cons of, of keeping him or if teams call today and give them the type of offer they would entertain? Like, how do you weigh that? I had a boss one time, guys, tell me that um, when it comes to jobs, you know, he's, t- he's kind of deterring or deferring a little bit, but he, he, he had this saying, I'm always interested in being interested, right? And, and I think I think that's what G- GMs have to be, whether yeah. it's hockey or football or basketball. You, you always have to take the calls and, and maybe pause a little bit and think about it. Now, now Jacob Ch- Chikrin, he's gone public and he said that, hey, you know, maybe maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe I want to go where the team is going to win right now. I'm, I'm in the prime of my career. And from a Coyotes standpoint, you know, they, they love Jacob Chikrin. If he doesn't get dealt, then he's going to be a big part of the future moving forward. But they've got a lot of areas that they still need to shore up. And the fact that, and you mentioned it, Kellen, the fact that he has still three years left of control, uh, to use a baseball term, I guess. <laughs> I guess know. that's where I went, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it's, I've, I've, I hear that a lot with my pirates, right? <laughs> and that's a whole other story. We got this catcher for the next seven years under control. Yeah, right? we're, 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 I'm wondering where Brian Reynolds is going to go in a couple of weeks, but that's that's a whole other story. But, yeah. but, but so... so you, you have so many areas that you want to shore up when you look at a guy with three years of control at 4.6. That's a really good contract. Yeah. And and what can you get for that? Bill Armstrong would be crazy not to listen. If it happens, it happens. If not, you know, who knows? It's uh, it, 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 Will it happen today? Will it happen later in the summer? Will he be back? We, we just don't know yet. Yeah, Matt, we uh, appreciate you swinging by for a few minutes. Uh, Absolutely. Enjoy the evening. It was great talking with you. Enjoy what's left of your offseason. And, and if nothing else. Hey, we're I- enjoy that fourteen game road trip. Gone for a whole month. My, my wife is ecstatic about that trip. <laughs> Mine would be too. I, I thought she was going to reach out to the schedule maker and kiss him when she found out we were out for fourteen. But, what were we, we going to say? No, where's Luke Lipinski? Oh, he's stuck in traffic. Uh, no, that moron, okay, probably. Well, wherever. So he, he is, just got done know. with his show forty-one minutes ago. If I know him, he was loitering around the newsroom talking to everybody because. He's Mr. Social. He's shooting and dice he's, downstairs. <laughs> well, I was going to say he's probably in a drive-through right now getting lunch, but but then he's probably downstairs shooting dice or you know hitting on a soft sixteen or something. And, and one final, how about this place, Bequi- or uh, uh, Wild Horse Pass? Excuse me. They've done an unbelievable job beautiful. with the renovations and the, and the new parts. Uh, it, the the hall here is beautiful. I'm looking forward to a big night. It's Thanks for having me. It really is. Thank, Thank you, Matt. Matt. We appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Matt McConnell yeah. from Valley Sports Arizona.